Do you ever do you ever get those memories that just pop up in your head and then you find out it's PTSD? <laughs> All the time, actually. I never knew. I never knew. I got a psych avail yesterday. He's like, yeah, it seems like anxiety, depression, um, PTSD mix in there. I was like, oh, okay. That one's new, but I mean, like, sign me up. Not sign me up. Um, okay. Hey, guys. It's Lauren Lex. And Skittily Dad. And welcome back to My, my Ex's Ex. ex. <laughs> okay, Skittily, what are we talking about today? Um, Today we are going to be talking about kind of like the last year after you leave your terrible relationship because it's just kind of a mess the first six months is just like literally like ouch in the first year i feel like when i was like going through it i was like okay you have like one year to be sad about it it took a little bit longer than that but like that was like kind of like the milestone i was like looking for right but like when you're like fresh broken up and you think about a whole year like it sounds like so long and like not that it's like short but it's like kind of like i don't know it was like really intimidating to me it's very scary especially when you have that codependency on someone yeah too what was your like thought process because like for us we're talking about like a year but like i know people that like <laughs> like my ex's ex or when my ex you know got with my ex's ex because <laughs> our ex or i have friends that like you know they break up with someone and then they get into a relationship like a few weeks after where like me uh like i just like i did not even want to talk to a guy for like months like it just like hurt but like where was like your mindset at were you like oh my god i just like need to heal are you like i want to distract myself like what were you thinking um i was very mentally ill and i was on a lot of prescription drugs that were very high i was um on clonopin and antipsychotics and a lot of what Adderall. is clonopin it's a benzo oh. it's one of the strongest benzos so like anti-anxiety but like yeah crazy. like xanax but then some damn they um, were talking about on white lotus <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was very out of it just those combos of meds alone i was just not thinking but the first like three months i hate to think about after i left them because like i'm sure everybody every girl out here knows they're like after the first three months of y'all officially leaving, there's always that like one or two times you guys try and like get back together. It's like never really like a clean break. No, never. Especially if it's a long term relationship. Yeah. And I feel like that's why like a lot of people like keep going back to their ex like for a few times before they're like officially done. Like, mm-hmm. like ex and I, we had like fought and I think we had like, it's like, so, dude, trauma. Like it's like blocking it out. Like doing this podcast with you is like reliving the trauma. And it's like, oh yeah, wait, what did it, what happened? Like, I think we had like kind of had like mini breakups and we kept getting back together. And then like, I remember and when we had talked again after because we ended up talking but we didn't get back together like when we broke up it was like the next day I think we were like talking like a little bit and then like I think I just seen something that like hurt me or just like you don't even want to see their shit on social media because it just like makes you think of them and how much like you're heartbroken so I blocked him on everything like I just don't want to see you anymore and that was like the final like we're not getting back together. Right. And when we had talked later, cause you know, his toxic ass and just like whatever, that's what happens in relationships. Like months later, he was like, that's how I knew you were officially done. Cause you blocked me. So if you're trying to get rid of your ex, block his ass. Um, I don't know because he has 80 accounts that are still looking at mine. So <laughs> no, I remember like it was probably six months, maybe like less after him and I broke up and he messaged me on Facebook asking me if I could get him um 
any weed for his mom like through the medical dispensary because his Dude, mom was going like he couldn't chemo. find weed somewhere else i'm fucking saying this wannabe drug dealer always <laughs> trying to hype himself up you can't get fucking buds somewhere else you have to go to your ex-girlfriend who's like totally like what to to and like it was just like this big long paragraph on how chemo is really like kicking his mom's ass and like she just really needs something and like he just wants it medical blah 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 just sounds like he's like manipulating yeah. you into feeling bad for him and like i've read that whole message and like I knew that's what he was doing. I just what blocked. did you say? Oh, you I didn't say him. anything. I literally blocked him. Good for you. I did not say a word. I blocked him, and I think that was like <laughs> that's like hard. Yeah. Like it's like almost like when you're like breaking up with someone, you're almost like so fed up with them that it's like I don't want to say it's easier, but you're like finally to the point like okay, f you, like we're done. And then like two months rolls in, three months rolls in, and you're like romanticizing the mm-hmm. oh well he was really nice at this or this was really good and you're like really in that vulnerable state because you knew the relationship was so toxic and you didn't want to be in that but the distance from them for the few months makes you like be like oh well like do i miss him like Mm -hmm. do i miss the relationship your body's like literally addicted to like that person dude i did not know that that like um and my therapist told me this like there's like an oxytocin like release so you Mm -hmm. literally get addicted to like cuddling or just being with that person and then when they're gone your oxytocin like drops and it's like a withdrawal Mm -hmm. you literally are addicted to your person it's like kind of wild but i guess it makes sense with the oxytocin i kind of like you know understand it through like different lenses like versus like three months broken up or five years broken up or whatever like back then like i knew i was addicted to him like i felt like the pain of him just not being there and like maybe it was the codependency and now i'm like damn bitch it was like really a chemical release (laughs) i mean like yeah it it's very like i i feel like i had to like gradually leave him because we were still together when i moved out there was never oh. like a plan on us breaking up when I moved out of his house originally. So like what was what was that conversation? I moved like? out because like I was genuinely mentally so not okay. Like my when my mom took me to my grandfather like in Idaho, she realized Oh, your mom went with you. My mom went met with me and when my mom found out that you went to our house. <laughs> Wait, I did not know that. My this. mom knew my mom was like, What the fuck? Man, man, like my like, mom was more mad at the moment than me. <laughs> if you mom, don't know, man, when I went to go mom. see her dying grandfather, her our ex invited me over to hang out with him. So your mom found out. So because yes. he told you, right? He like he did, but not until after the fact that you were there. Not until after the fact. Like, after you left. Okay. He didn't tell me you were coming over, I don't think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because there was no option. There was no, like, hey, babe, like, I would rather you not do that. <laughs> Literally. So you were still there, and then you told your mom and your mom's. Yeah. But that, mom that's how you know. Like, you need to bring your ex, or not your ex, your significant other or friends around your family, because they can see stuff that you don't see. It, yeah and not like, to say that you didn't see that because i think you knew that was fucked up too but like oh, your yeah, mom was like skittily. i was literally so checked out yeah. that it just wasn't i like my mom saw oh yeah but like what i was saying is my mom like saw like how bad i was in idaho because i i was genuinely very addicted to benzos mm. like it was really bad and my mom she's a nurse and she knows like how bad a pipeline can get and she was just like you need to come home and you need to like detox from these and that's why you were prescribed them yeah i was prescribed them and that's why i ended up like moving home it was never to break up originally but then as i had less time from him it was a lot easier and like most of my stuff was home and i didn't have to break up with him in person i texted him 
Yeah, I feel like because you guys were literally in so deep dating for three years, right? Mm -hmm. And he was so like toxic and abusive to you. Like you like the the leaving the home, like moving out was kind of really the first step in the breakup. I I don't think I could have done it if I didn't leave home first Mm. or if I didn't go back home first. Like I and it's crazy because we were it wasn't even like a plan. We weren't thinking about that. It was just like I need help. And my mom was the only person who like was equipped to help me. Yeah. Um. But I like I still think about it. I could, I don't think I could have broken up with him in person if I still lived there. Like it'd it, be like too much, too scary. I've, well, like yeah, that yeah, I've tried. Like I did try multiple times, and it never worked. What would he do? Just, just manipulate you into staying, kind of thing? Oh my gosh, I remember one time I told him I was like, I'm leaving. Like I can't do this anymore. And he just like broke down crying. He's like, Leave. No one loves me anymore. And he got his photo. But I low key. I wish I stole this photo album. <laughs> I wish I stole this fucking photo album. Toxic ass. I wish I burned it. He would get his photo album a lot when he would do this. And he would like just sit on the floor crying, being like, I miss my dad. And start like talking about You mean about like his stories. pictures? Like, like a photo album? There like was a, a specific, tangible one? Yeah, there was a specific photo album. And it was all the photos of And he him, would get on the ground and, and say. And cry and just uh, talk about how much he missed his dad. Mm. and talk about how much better his life would have been if he had his dad i wish i could burn that fucking photo album i wish it's so (laughs) fucked up because like i do feel like sympathy him sympathy oh i don't well no but it it does it doesn't excuse it like at all and i think it's like you're totally valid for saying that but it's like he was such a fucking dick and such a toxic person because he just has never done any inner child healing. No, like I, when anything, like he was just manipulating you to the max from using his emotions. But I mean, like really deep down, like any inconvenience he had in our relationship or anything that slightly upset him, it never was, oh, boo the situation that was in front of him. It was always like my dad, which and like losing my father too, I can understand. But it's like also like you got to do the healing or you're just always just going to hurt yourself and people around you. He told me that it was better for my dad to have left because I remember one time (laughs) (laughs) on the topic of dads, he goes, it's better for you that your dad left instead of just like died like mine, because at least you can still see him. <laughs> I mean, I have to agree like a little bit, but also he would just always like compare like traumas yes. and stuff. Like it was always like, well, you can't be upset about it because your dad left. Uh, my dad died, which yes. like, yeah, like that arguably that is worse. But like it doesn't like take away from your pain or hurt of like your dad not being there. I think like as a person whose dad was in and out of their life, because it's not like my dad left and like stayed in my life. My dad like left and just was like in and out. I would have rather him either leave and never come back or have passed. Damn. But like, I don't wish my dad to die. But like, if like, like I wish he like, I would never wish a in and out father or parent figure on anybody. I I just remember when our ex snuck his head back into us post breakup three months after i had broken up with x my dad died and that was a great excuse for him to start coming around even though he was dating skittily at the time and so he came around and he okay the day before the funeral just like shows up at my front door while at, right after i'm done doing like photo boards and stuff and like uh at one time in the un i don't know like me three years ago i'm like oh my god that was so sweet 
sweet of him even though it was a very emotionally triggered like, oh he meant the best but like now i look back it's, it was totally his god complex like let me go save her like yeah because like at the end of the day why would you want to see a your ex-boyfriend but also your ex-boyfriend who like just moved on with a girl a few weeks after oh yeah and i was obviously mad but like you know the vulnerable state you're in when it's like you yeah. know it's like him like oh i wish my dad was there it's like oh like i wish my boyfriend that was my boyfriend not too long ago was here i was kind of like i thought maybe he would show up to the funeral or i thought maybe he would reach out or something um and at the time it felt relieving like it did because it, it's like some type of comfortability but in reality it just like I don't want to say set me back farther, but it really didn't move me forward at all. All it did was kind of give you a little bit of familiarity in a very unfamiliar, chaotic situation. Yeah, and then once he left again, it just sent me into literally the worst panic attack of my life. But I kind of needed it because, like, I was supposed to be starting college, like, a week after that. And, like, my dad had died and my, you know, I wasn't with my boyfriend anymore. And then when he was like, okay, I'm, like, leaving again, basically, after he pretended to be my, like, half-boyfriend for, like, a week, like, it just, like, fucking triggered me. But I bring that situation up because talking about comparing traumas, like, I remember getting in his car. I forget why. We're in his car and the whole relationship like he had like made like dead dad jokes like the whole relationship that was like a big part of his personality and um something had came up and like even just anything like i cope with like fucked up situations like with humor and i had made a dad dad joke and he told me that like i wasn't in the club basically he told me i was so wrong for saying a dead dad joke when my dad had just died fuck you and like bruh you've trained me to do this the last mm -hmm. two years all of you've talked about and made jokes about it's just like how are you it was always like well my dad's dead even if your dad's a drunk and now my dad's also dead and like fuck you you can't do that like bro are you okay no <laughs> it's crazy that like how like he did hit you up um and you guys were like half dating for like a week because that's kind of like what happened with us what do you mean? Um, we're like half dating. Like I did not want to get back with him, but yeah. he told me he changed. He was going to therapy. He was like doing all this stuff, like legit. Like, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then there was just a few times where like I was like, no, you're not changing. We can get into that later. But mm -hmm. anyways, um, but like we were still like talking and whatever, but like just never official. And I remember, I called him one day. And I was like, listen, this just isn't going to work. Again, called, did not do the shit face to face. Um, <laughs> and I was like, listen, this isn't going to work. I'm sorry. Like, I just want to be friends. Like, I was just like, I'm not opposed to like dating in the future, but I don't want to do it right now. I don't want labels right now. Can we just. Yeah. Like that. That's what I wanted. And he was like, yeah, OK, that's fine. But then he kind of like went away. But two days later, my best friend, Michaela, I love you, girl. Um, <laughs> she called me and she's like is George is X dating someone else and I'm like was he dating someone else that's when he and a few days later after that phone call he oh? started dating the ex-fiance who's that okay oh yeah okay the ex-fiance yes. ex I did not know that he started dating her that f okay so clearly he has a habit like yeah like you said that and I'm like oh shit like that's like a, a habit he did that shit with me I think maybe I do remember you telling me that that's crazy oh my god yeah and it's like I don't know I don't like talking a lot of about like the shitty things that happen in our relationship because it is like I just to this day like I was telling you it earlier, doesn't I feel, feel good humiliating it yeah. feels humiliating that I allowed myself to be treated like that that I lived like that and that 
not even that I was allowed to be treated like that. I allowed myself to be with that person and that type of energy and that just environment, which was toxic and not good. And But you were being abused yeah. and you didn't know and <laughs> you were true. young and you had never been in a relationship before. I know. But it's just a fucking asshole. It's hard. It's still a lot of humiliation. It is. I think that va- that feeling is very valid and very relatable, too. But also, like, at the end of the day, like... You didn't do that to yourself. Someone else did that to you. God, I still feel like I did it. <laughs> I still have to deal with that. He's but. such a fuck. Even like the breaking up, like when you're like in that in between, it's like deep down you so desperately want to hold on to that person because it's all you've known for years at a time or however mm-hmm. long. But like on that other side of you, on that new chip of you, you're like you you know no matter what, like this person isn't this person is still very unhealthy and it's very hard especially like i have bpd so my relationships are always going to just be fucked up um (laughs) but and x is 100 percent a narcissist honestly we also think he has asp i said (laughs) something the other day i don't even remember who like i was like i just didn't even know i forget what i even said and they said did you date a narcissist i'm like how did you know because i didn't even know i dated a narcissist until like years later yeah um with bpd there's like a whole like narcissism and bpd like dynamic and learning that i wish i learned that earlier because i feel like that would have given me a lot more perspective on our relationship if i learned it while we were still together does it like okay quickly explain it to the audience so they can understand um basically a gist is the the narcissist um triggers the person with bpd and the person with bpd triggers the narcissist because like the narcissist kind of has like a god complex mm-hmm. and then like the bpd kind of like wants a favorite person like it's like a like favorite complex, person right? like um yeah pretty much like a favorite person like take care of me like like you want someone to save you yeah it's like a saving save thank you you got it for yeah. me. like a saving type of thing and the person with narcissism can literally sense that and the person with bpd is getting what they think that they need or want and it turns into this very um unhealthy pattern and dynamic then before you know it there's like a trauma bond and trauma bonds in itself are terrible so that's my question like especially if you say you're gonna have bpd for the rest of your life like does the dynamic just like work like the narcissism like bpd like dynamic like just like work if the narcissist isn't so narcissistic (laughs) skittily's choking on her water right now i don't know i don't know but when my therapist like told me that because it's also was a dynamic with like my old boss but like that was like a whole other thing that we can get into on another episode but um yeah, there it was a whole dynamic and learning that put gave me a lot of perspective and kind of helped me with not blaming myself a little bit, but still not as much. You can at least like explain it but i did like the thing that you said before like saying how when you were kind of half dating him after you guys had broken up that you said that you weren't opposed to dating him in the future but you couldn't date him right now Mm -hmm. i think a common thing and if you're going through a breakup maybe you should do it too is like almost like lie to yourself because like i like i was in the same headspace too like i'm not totally against dating you in the future but i can't right now and like i think i wanted to wait at least a year and then i think another thing i was saying to myself that I wanted to date someone else before I dated him, which baby girl, you weren't, we're not even ready to look at a man a year later, five years later, have still never dated a guy, you know, situationships, but like lie to yourself. Cause like, I mean, Hey, I not in our situation, but like some people, 
I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily believe in right person, wrong time. But I do think that there's probably some cases where you're not healed or you have to go experience life by yourself. And hey, maybe you start dating that person like five years later. But in reality, that's not most people. But if you need to lie to yourself and tell yourself that so you get away from this person and you sever this like weird, not weird, um, you know, this strong bond you have, like, Baby girl, do it because you need to get far, 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 far away from that person. That was some good advice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I didn't realize I was lying to myself at the time. But like, girl, you think if you start dating a nice man, you're ever going to want to go back to that <laughs> fucking thing? No, never, 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 never. Um, I think like after leaving a relationship, something else that's really hard that we were talking about is like their family becomes your family in a way. And ugh, that's the worst versa. part. That's the worst part. My family... At probably a year very my family just like really did not was kind of off put by him he did do a really good job in like manipulating my family into thinking I was the issue and that like he was my caretaker because again I am and was very severely mentally ill were they just kind of like putting up with them at the time like okay well they know we're not going to break up with her we don't really love him but like let's just at least like get along yeah. kind of thing yeah it was a lot of that um but like I was very like I lived with his family for the whole time. Um, I never I never liked his stepdad. Yeah, never liked him. But I was very close with with his older s- sister who raised him. But the younger one, I loved her, but she just kind of stayed away from the family. And right. towards the end, I got very close with his mom and his. Also, like the if like there's kids involved too. Like my friend Caitlin, she just left her baby, her not her baby dad, her friends. Like her kind of being back. like a stepmom kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, not hurt. like really. Like it was very hard leaving his nephew. Mm. Not in a way of like we had this great relationship, but in a way of like I do still wonder every day like if he's okay. Yeah, I know people like being a step parent. Not, a, I mean, step parent in just like, you know, short terms, but like, you know, leaving kids and stuff. But like, the family is like the hardest part, especially when you're dating such a nasty person. And like, the good parts of them, especially like you living with a nasty person, was finding salvation and like friendship in like his mom or his sister mm-hmm. or whatever and connecting with those people. And you, even if you don't necessarily like, like, like all of them, you do. I mean, they're like your family, you create a bond with them and then you have to cut off this toxic person and then you lose like half of your family and yeah some people don't have a strong family to be in with and that sucks even more yeah 100 percent. and it, it was really hard because he in a way kind of secluded me from my family like he mm. he did turn me against my mom and that's just like a whole other thing but he did turn me against my mom and mine and my mom's relationship got very very broken from like that whole relationship it's like almost they can sense the person that's like the best for you and they want to be the best for you like the ex and then it's like oh well let me make you hate that person when in reality your mom is the person that yeah was the best for you it's just so then in a sense like his family did become my family Mm -hmm. and well you were living there too and i was living there like it was just i don't know that was a very hard thing i remember like when we first talked on that phone call i remember like immediately you were just like well how's how's his mom and um like his sister that you like and like just like i remember like sitting there and i'm like oh like it was weird because like i would probably ask the same thing because like immediately you're like how's his mom how's like the sister that you liked (laughs) and um (laughs) 
but it was nothing about like how he was it was more like I, I don't know it's just like you never really stop thinking about the family that was I don't know I don't you know don't ever stop, like you don't ever stop thinking about them like yeah the six months relationship six months after the relationship I was consumed by what is that person doing? Should we get back together? Is this is this meant to be at a later time? Is this healthy? Is this not healthy? Like literally, and maybe it's my own mental health issues. I do have very obsessive thoughts, but I was just like eating myself alive all day, every day. And my biggest thing that I struggled with, and I, I don't want to say I still struggle with it now, but it still rings true to this day. I would keep track like even like a year a year and six months later I was like oh my god I've thought about this person every day since we have broken up and every day we were together and I beat myself up over that and that even rings true there's still especially I don't want to blame the podcast there's certain things oh this person was friends with that person so it's like ah it's almost like I I fear for my kids which is so fucked up but like don't fall in love with the wrong person easier said than done because the the impact and the lasting of that relationship is i mean you mm -hmm. can't even keep track of how long lasting it is right i mean i'm going on five years damn of healing true it's and it makes hard. you who you are it is hard especially if you don't um what's the word if you don't like address it right away and like you do what kind of like you did was just like kind of put it off yeah, or I didn't just think it wasn't to, even bad. I didn't even know how to understand it. Yeah. Like that is really hard. And just then you're however long after the breakup and you're finally like feeling emotions. Yeah. No, that's like anything like like even like my dad's death. I'm processing more now, which mm -hmm. I mean was the same thing five years ago. I'm processing my dad's death more now than I did when it began. Like mm -hmm. just because your body in a relationship like I was literally and I'm sure you can relate. I was literally grieving our ex. Like I remember Googling like, can you grieve a person that's still alive? Because it literally feels like that person like died because mm -hmm. you're like with them all day, every day and you're texting them and then they're just gone. And it, it literally feels like you've lost someone's life. Um, but like you don't, so you're in, you're in shock, you're in shock and it takes a long time to process it. And even me, like I didn't realize I was abused until years later. So then I'm like trying to wrap my head around that. But like, you know, the more, you know, it's easier to process. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think like a big thing is also like codependency. I know like for myself, again, I have BPD, so I tend to get very codependent. And at the time I didn't know I had BPD. So that in itself, it was just worse. But like ending up having to leave someone after being literally codependent. I did not ever want to go anywhere without somebody. I, I developed actually really bad agoraphobia during the pandemic. What and is that? When you're scared of going places oh. and outside, like it was, I think it's really relatable. It was like in interfering with my job, like genuine panic attacks. I could not go into stores, and I remember I would always ask him, like, "Can you please come with me to stores?" and all this stuff, and he would always just never do it. But he would do it with his mom or his sister, or his stepdad, at any hours of the night, and like he just like didn't ever want to do like favors. I feel like he if really, they weren't beneficial to him. I think he just really liked showing off that like if he wanted to he could <laughs> if he wanted to he would like he he <laughs> genuinely would show that off and like i don't know but um 
I did develop like really bad codependency and like agoraphobia and I ended up not being able to like go places by myself and I know after leaving him I ended up having to take like a month off of work because everything was just so much at the time but it took a good year to be able to just be independent and do things by myself, go to places by myself. I was just going to ask, like, when did you start to feel like you were getting better? So like a year after? A year after, probably around the time you and I started talking and meeting up. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that's how long it was yeah. after that we had met. I like I felt like my stages were after a year, which sounds like so long. And it kind of is depressing to think about it. A year, I finally felt like back to myself. I felt like whole in a way. I didn't feel like I was missing that codependent partner. I didn't feel like I was, um, I don't want to say I don't feel like I wasn't missing it because I was still very much processing it, but I felt whole. That's just the easiest word that I can say. I felt like back to myself again. And then I felt like it took me like a whole nother year to like, each year was like kind of like a new level of like sanity. And like healing. Yeah. I which that. Which, thank you. Which sounds crazy because it's like, wow, that long and like if you're going through a breakup, like baby girl, I'm so sorry. But like really, like it, it really is like, at least for me, was that long. I was also going through, you know, my dad's death and like mental health issues and like what the fuck ever. Like everyone is different. But like, even if you're going to skip the healing process and start dating someone a week after, three weeks after, like our ex, or even if it's three or six months later, I really do believe that you're still processing that breakup, even if you're masking it with another partner. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I feel like, yeah, 100%. And if you're masking it with a partner, you're projecting a lot of what you should be like grieving with the breakup onto that part yeah and like just like stay single i know it's hard and i know you want to cuddle and i know all the good things of being in a relationship but like in reality if you're covering it with another relationship you're just covering it up and you're probably hurting the other person and you're just delaying your healing because you really need to like do some inner reflective work and like maybe reach out to your ex's ex uh, i've felt so, really though i mean like if it is you know everyone's dynamic isn't the same is ours but i feel like ours mine and skittily's relationship was so distant you know she had been single for a year and a half i had been single for a few years like there was no i knew we weren't once we got through the initial scaries like you know we knew we weren't gonna there was no harm you yeah know? like there we was weren't no gonna fight each other there was like, no agenda or anything yeah like it was just genuinely like how do you feel about this because i'm processing it by myself and i feel fucking crazy and mm -hmm. no one else can understand me and like i did like that point that you brought up off camera earlier like um when you're going through a breakup no one understands like how you do. Some people can understand to a certain degree, but no one will understand like your ex's ex or sure. yourself. Like yourself is always like, no one's going to understand how you do. Mm -hmm. Your ex's ex is probably the next second closest thing because there is patterns. You know, certain people are going to act like that or treat their partners repetitively. So it was like a good connection because like it got to a point for me, like after like two months, I feel like, or maybe three, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to remember. Like I didn't want to bring it up to my friends, even though right. it was, if it was deeply saddening me because I didn't want to annoy them. And it got to the point where I'm like, well, they're not going to understand anyway. And I don't want to just keep bringing this up. So I'm just like going to keep it to myself and suffer in silence. Yeah. And that's sucked. like, 
that's really hard because when you suffer in silence, you can't really organize your feelings. And also when it comes to emotionally and psychologically abusive relationships, you really don't know who to talk to because you really you don't real a lot of people don't realize that they're in an emotionally and psychologically abusive relationship until you talk about it and someone else like chimes in yeah and a lot of people like when you leave that relationship will suffer in silence because they're like i wasn't beat i wasn't like my jaw wasn't right while you're you're mentally abused like you just don't even like you just you you don't have you you don't have the capacity no you don't even (laughs) you don't understand how manipulated you were because it was so normal and then like you don't know why you feel crazy but in reality it was because you were being abused yeah (laughs) oh my god um okay before we wrap up just like a few tips of like things that you felt like really helped you uh besides you know what we just said reaching out to people that can understand um like tips for healing tips for healing um something that just got me through every day was tomorrow's a new day i have it tattooed on my hand um and therapy also literally no contact like block like block them That's literally the block you can no do. contact just absolutely like make it as hard as you can to not Anything that you can see of them to remind you just like sets you back a step. It's going to upset you. It's going to make you sad. It's going to remind you of them. I know people try to be friends with their exes online. Nah, block them. Block them. Be with your friends. Get good music. I always liked um, Kalani's what album was it? It was like one of her albums with like the sunset on the cover. Kalani's good breakup music and like maybe like journal. Like I did journal. I don't really remember journaling in that time, but like just like my healing journey now, like self-reflecting and like if you're overthinking and your mind is racing, like write it down and then you can see your progress of how far you've come. Yeah, I never journal. Well, I'm starting to journal now, but like something for me is I just like, you know, I like recorded myself and that that in itself helped me a lot because of that relationship my disassociation was very bad Mm. mental health was just very bad I didn't know where I was I didn't know what day it was I didn't understand what a pandemic was I didn't like know what anything was and so recording myself really helped and it also like was nice to see myself in real time like how I'm reacting how I'm talking and everything like that yeah like don't ignore your emotions or feelings. Yeah, you have to like, you really have to speak them through and like recording yourself, whether it's video or a voice memo. It's like, it's almost like an electronic diary. Even like now, instead of like reaching out to fuck boys that I shouldn't be talking to on the phone, but I want like to talk about my day, I just like started like making voice memos on my phone. And like, it's so much better. Cause it's like, you know, you can tell people stuff, but you're never gonna tell them the real tea. But if you're just making a voice memo, like, bro, I'd be spilling the fucking deepest tea in my voice memos. Cause who the fuck cares? I'm the only person that's ever going to listen to it that's hopefully <laughs> um but i think that's all from us uh check out our social medias instagram tiktok twitter all the things lauren lex on instagram skittily dat and we will talk to you next wednesday bye <laughs>